casual conversation that will sometimes go deep inspired by the relationship we've built cleaning our teeth i'm cynthia and i'm sarah and today we'll be answering questions that our friends have sent in to us the first one not really a question but discuss elevators mm. i do have something to discuss about elevators so um i lived in georgetown when i first moved to canada and my, we lived in this like janky apartment and me and my brother and our friend had decided to go on a bike ride together. And so in being like six years old and being in an elevator with three bikes and two other people, it was a lot. <laughs> and what made it even worse was that the elevator had shut down midway and we were stuck in it. And I just remember like, feeling like I was trapped behind this like metal object and just three children crying out into the darkness and it felt like one of those movie scenarios when they had to crack the doors open and we were like underneath the ground and there's like a sliver of light above us yeah it was it was pretty scary well, how'd you get out they the fire department came and they like crawled us out oh my gosh I hate, I, I hate feeling like, a, like when a bike like falls on me, it's just like, oh, I just, it's so scary. It reminds me of being trapped in an elevator. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about elevators. Um, when I was living at home, like in a condo, I used to give up the elevator for Lent. So we lived on the 14th floor and for those 40 days, I would just take the stairs up and down and I really enjoyed it. Did you go fast? Like, hop, 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 or... Depends, like, if I was late, mm. or if I was just, like, going out for a stroll, which never really happened, but it made me slow down, not rush, nice. and avoid elevator conversations, <laughs> which was not the intention, but it was a happy effect. <laughs> can you look at the stairs? Can you not look at the stairs and walk down them? Because I always have to mm. look at the stairs when I walk up or down them. I yeah. can't talk to somebody and look at them. Because there also gets to be a point where you're walking so fast down the stairs, your legs are just like, Ooh! Yeah, yeah. And then you're afraid to stop or like, yeah. you move any differently. Yeah. It's, it's the part, of, it taps into the part of your like innate skills in your brain. <laughs> and when you, the, the moment that you like, realize that that's happening yeah. your brain shuts down and you miss a step or something i'm always scared of that yeah. that'll happen but it'll happen one day i know it for sure <laughs> so our next question is what kind of christmas lights do you prefer asked by sarah herself because she has a particular answer which is which is plain christmas lights the ones that are like off-white kind of yellow no flashing mm -mm. no colors mm -mm. no lighting up the house with like a little disco ball light thing, <laughs> no icicles, just plain off-white, yellow, not flashing Christmas lights. We went on a walk a couple weeks ago and we, granted it's like February now, and this one house has every, like every possible Christmas light on their house and front yard. It was like the ones are multicolored, the bright white ones. Like swirls. Swirls. Candy canes that were in a line, but like falling over as if it was dominoes, like frozen. <laughs> they had icicles, but at like one segment on one side of the side of the house. 
horrid. What would make it make make it even worse if they if they had like that disco ball projection thing? Oh my gosh. And the people who have that, for sure, always keep it out, and for sure have it on like weird holidays like Easter. And not not to say that Easter is a weird holiday, but like not necessary to have a disco ball projecting lights onto your house. My grandparents have the disco ball like oh. thing, but not to judge. Forgivable. Forgivable. <laughs> uh, our next question is: If you had the opportunity to spend time to spend an entire day with a celebrity that you look up to or like, who would you choose and why? We both didn't want to answer this question because the idea of spending an entire day with a stranger that you know more about them than they know about you and they're probably definitely not interested in you is awful <laughs> i mean if this is under the assumption that they are interested in you then sure who would it be like Gandhi or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I think realistically, someone that I think I would spend an entire day with is um, John Green mm. of my favorite dear um, Hank and John podcast and the Andrew P. Scene Reviewed. I just, oh, he sounds so cool. Like very relatable, down to earth. Although he has said many a times that talking to strangers makes him extremely anxious, but... If I had to hold him hostage as a celebrity, I would do it. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but my stomach <laughs> is talking in place of my mouth. I think it's because I had matcha this morning. <laughs> my body is like super sensitive to caffeine. Oh, so I'm no. really shaky and really nervous. <laughs> But if I had to pick a celebrity, the first person I was going to say was Pope John Paul II. Because he did a lot of, like, cool outdoor adventures with his youth. He would just, like, take them on hiking trips, canoe trips, stuff. What? would be pretty fun. And he's, like, super holy. And then... Wait, but would he go on the camping trips in his long gown attire? Well, not when he was Pope. Like, oh. when he was, like, a priest. Oh, or, I see. Or bishop. I don't know why it's hard for me to imagine any pope wearing pants. He did go skiing as a pope, though. Oh, did he have to wear the long gown thing? I don't think so. Also, the aerodynamics of his big hat would be very difficult. I don't think he had to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> or it would be like, um, you know those hunting caps that have like the ear, the flap earmuff oh, attached yeah, to the yeah, cap? Yeah. It'd be like that. They would like make a version of that, like a fuzzy pope hat where the inside is lined with like sheepskin or something yeah. yeah and then they would tie it at the bottom to keep it steady that's a cartoon that i want to see <laughs> all right we're really sure who sent this question are vegetables bitter so it's a it's a little bit vague not all the vegetables are bitter but some are so yes yeah i think so Wait, I, yes and no yeah I have I do have a story with this. Okay. I didn't know that there's a particular type of cilantro that is super bitter to me. I guess I have that gene. But sometimes I eat cilantro and it's not bitter. But I found out that some are bitter to me when my friend Rona and I went to this dumpling fest at my mom's friend's house. And there's one dumpling that was like sheep like sheep's meat and cilantro. And I took a bite and I spit it out immediately like they forgot to wash, 
the, so the soap off of the cilantro. And Ron was like, what the heck? No, I don't taste that at all. And I kept trying to eat it and I kept spitting it out. <laughs> and it was really awkward because they didn't give out napkins. So I had to like go to the washroom with my, my mouth full of this stuff and like spit it out into the garbage. Oh my god! So nasty. And then I realized I had that gene. Right. biology class. Cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah. But certain types? Because sometimes it doesn't. It's weird. It is really weird. It's epigenetics. Ooh. The next question is from our roommate. What's the optimal way to peel an orange? Yeah. By Quarantine Hobby. It started 11 months after quarantine <laughs> started. I mean, it's still a quarantine hobby. Mm -hmm. So I've made birds, horses... Like bunnies, a dove, a dove. I have several snails and uh, uh, turtles. There, they are the optimal ones to like leave dried out. And it's also a great accountability study partner because the snail will just sit on your desk and look at you. But yes, I have two crates of clementines now, so many more arts to come. But what do you think is the optimal way, the optimal way to peel an orange? Ideally, like it comes off in one piece. Oh, actually, what's more important than that is that you peel around the little stem part, mm -hmm. not the top stem part, the bottom part, like the butt, oh. such that when you lift it up, it takes out the entire middle pulpy core. Yes. You know, that satisfaction yes. of that. That is so satisfying. That's all that really matters. <laughs> Do you eat little white stuff on the surface of the actual fruit? Um, like, sometimes. Because I spend a lot of time picking them all up. Oh, I don't spend a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> True. And she also asks, where's the line between insulting someone and helping someone grow? Mm, fraternal correction. Ah, tell me about this. So, fraternal correction is exactly what it sounds like when you offer correction to someone because you care about them. Mm -hmm. You want them to to become more virtuous and better people. Mm. Um, I don't remember all of the tips for this, but I know a couple of them. So one of them is like, one that you're, you're in a relationship with them that is conducive to you offering correction. Mm. So a mentor. No, not necessarily a mentor, but like, you first of all you have like some sort of trusting relationship, mm. and it's not just coming out of the blue, like out of context. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Where, like, it's your, your classmate is, like, correcting you on how to wash dishes. Mm. When, like, dude, you weren't even... Mm. You're not even there. Mm. Whatever. I don't even know if that's a tip or I've just made that one up. Um, <laughs> the other one... There's another one that's, like... I don't remember. <laughs> I should have looked this up before. You talk. I, I don't know. Because I think... When I do see what I think are flaws in people, I almost always blame it on myself. Now, notice how I use the word almost always, because I feel like people that I'm more close to and understand in, in more like holistic ways, like Sarah, <laughs> I'm more- Blame it on me. <laughs> Not really, I'm just like more open to talk to you about it, because I know mm. that you would take it, I hope that you would take it more openly and trust that I like, want the best for you mm -hmm. but yeah usually I would just tell myself that the way for me to feel more better about some flaws I see in people is for me to become more open about it 
mm. and think that like there's a lot of I'll never fully understand someone where someone came from and there's a lot of ways that like uh, they could have that from their life story being really vague because I guess we could choose a specific scenario say your friend never asks you any questions okay and the only way for you to t- like talk about yourself is just saying it straight up how do you tell someone that unsolved mystery because <laughs> I guess the worry is that they're not genuinely interested in you Right. And if that's the case, then it's, like, super granted. Yeah, like, don't ask any questions about me. Or they just, like, don't have the self-awareness to be, like, I suck to be in a conversation with. Yes. So I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I guess if that's something that you could tell them is, like... I think you should just just be straight up. If this is someone that you're close to yeah. and you know that they... And you feel, like, confident that they would actually want to know more about you... Just be like, hey, it's sometimes like sort of tiring when I have to tell myself, tell, tell you about myself. It would be really helpful if you could ask questions about me as well. Yeah. Depends how much you want to invest in this relationship. Oh, know? yeah. Like, it's a lot of work. Some of them are not worth it. No, definitely not. Yeah. And in that case, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is good advice. So take all with a couple of grains of salt. But... That's all our yeah. yeah that's, that's all our questions for today. Thanks for listening in on Just, Just Tooth Friends. Friends. We'll see you next time.